Morning, Brad. Good morning, boys. How are we? Yeah, really well, thanks. So did you have a ride of this mechanical horse? It depends what you say when you have a ride. Um, let's just say I was there. Um, <laughs> I gave it a crack. And um, as a jockey, like, you know, I'm five foot 11 and played basketball. And I was told, mate, aren't you a jockey's height? What are you doing playing basketball? Yesterday proved why I'm not. And were you there when Stanley jumped on? No, but I did hear about it, and right. uh, I, let's just say I hope he's okay. I wonder what the big fella's style would be when he's riding. Uh, mate, I've got to tell you, the hardest thing, getting on the thing. Forget, forget about riding it, just trying to get on and off the thing. It was ridiculous. Oh my God. So it's what, quite tall. It's the size of a horse, is it? Oh, no, no. It's, it's just like, because it moves, obviously, it's like a horse. Just trying to get your foot in the stirrups and everything like that. It's not hard to get on it. It's just hard to like get yourself into it type thing. So, but look, it was super fun. Um, it was 30 seconds. I was told, don't go out hard, you know, go in and grease it, bring it home. And man, I gave it my best. So I have absolutely <laughs> no idea. Um, straight to physio afterwards, ice baths and everything, but it was great. And did you race against someone or is it on the clock where you just got to No, it was on the on. clock. On the so clock. they had a little iPad there and look, all I was told is, is you know, like there was a couple of different things like how many strides and all of that and the there one is, thing they yeah. said is you got 38 or something. They said, that's good. I was like, I'm happy about that but apparently not as not good the stride. Right, and were you buggered when you jumped off it? Oh, I mean, if you could, like, what, the fact that I was lying down and couldn't breathe, do you reckon that, does that give it away? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Took a bit out of you then. Uh, no, nah, it was good fun. Yeah. It was good fun. It was only 30 seconds. They say originally it was 90 seconds. I was like, mate, you have an ambulance ready next to me if that thing's going for 90 seconds. Oh, uh, now, it's a lot going on, actually, as we head towards the NBL playoffs. But, uh, Brad, really great mystery surrounding... Obviously, Shane Heal, coach of the yep. Sydney Flames in the WNBL. And yep. uh, Shyla's gone back to Townsville to play there. Uh, when do you think we'll know more? Because an investigation is obviously ongoing. So w- when do you think, because surely some information will come out about this. Yeah, look, I mean, I, I listened to Shane on his show just recently and he was asked on, on the show, the the, show, um, the podcast that he does, and you know, what's going on? He's like, uh, my hands are tied at the moment, but it will all come out eventually. So I pretty much, you know, that that's all we really know. There's so much speculation and, of course, anything speculation when it's in the media and when it's, you know, about certain things. But I am happy for Shyla. Uh, I don't know what sort of happened there and why, um, you know, with the flames. But she has gone back to Townsville. And she was very, very good in Townsville a couple of years ago. They made the grand final. Uh, they went over there. She has to play seven games to make the playoffs. And that's what she'll do now because she's played one. And uh, they beat Perth over in Perth, which was a big win. So very happy for Shyla. She's a good basketballer. I mean, you know, she made the WNBA eighth pick in the, in the draft. So let's hope she can get back to playing that basketball and be in the Opals and, and go forward for her. Well, the Kings, they sealed top spot after... Well, they had two straight losses and then won two games last weekend. Now, Chase Buford indicated he won't be sort of resting players or taking the foot off the pedal in the last two games uh, this week before the playoffs. Are you surprised by that? Um, Not surprised because you don't want guys sitting around and and, and losing their touch. But I can see him not playing as many minutes if that's Mm. so. Like, Xavier Cooks may not play 30 minutes. It might be 25 minutes stuff but they're coming up against you know Perth that need a win mm. 
So and Perth are really going to go on that Adelaide. Well, in theory, if Adelaide win by enough, they can still make the playoffs. So it's not going to happen. But Adelaide are going to play hard against them tonight, and they're going to want to get that win because they haven't had a great season. And then they've got to go over to Perth. So the last thing you want is two really bad losses. Now, I reckon Chase will make sure his team's ready. They'll be firing, and, and they were brilliant last weekend. They, they did have two losses, which they weren't that good. But then they came back and showed why they are the defending champions and the number one team in the league this year. Yeah, I was going to ask you that, Brad. What, why are the two losses leading up? And now how significant is this momentum um, going into the finals? It, it, it seems yeah. like, are they good enough just to flick that switch when they need to so these two games don't really matter? Or do you think they, they'd want to be at their best? Oh, look, I think all that's so valid. I mean, number one, of course, you want to be at your best. But I just think, you know, that old saying, and it's a bit of a cliche, you know, sometimes you need a loss to be able to get through. And and they were just rolling. They really were. And then they looked like those two games, it just wasn't what we'd seen from the Sydney Kings all year. And I just think it was a bit of a wake-up call. There were questions asked, like, is anyone injured? Is everyone fine? What's going on? And then I watched those next two games, and especially against New Zealand, uh, sorry, especially against South East Melbourne on the weekend. And that just showed, right, the Kings are back and they're ready. Chase has done a really good job with them. They're all balanced well. They're ready to go. So to me, I think, yes, those two losses were great. They're done. They've played Southeast. They'll be extremely confident because that Southeast, they needed that to guarantee themselves a playoff spot, and they didn't get the win. Xavier cooked with a triple-double, the first one in years. He was outstanding. The team were great. So, no, I think they're ready. They're ready. If they happen to win the competition again, the Sydney Kings, Brad, and you talk about Chase and how important he's been to the Kings, what's his path look like moving forward? Does he just stay in the... NBL or like a player, he's got aspirations obviously to be a part of the NBA and would that be on a club's radar over there? I mean, not as a head coach, but obviously an assistant coach to start with. Great question. Um, Simple answer is absolutely he'll be on the NBA radar and the reason being also his dad is the boss at San Antonio Spurs. He has lived and breathed NBA his whole life chase and he's come out here to show his pedigree and see what he can do now a few years ago you look at a Will Weaver came out for one season went back as an assistant coach um, for Houston look Trevor Gleason um, coached at Perth for years and now he's an assistant coach at Toronto so I have no doubt he will end up being a good assistant coach which could lead to him being a head coach in the NBA the great question is Will that happen next year if they win? Will it be the year after? That's what I'm so intrigued about. What more can he do to prove that he should be an NBA coach than back-to-back champions in an in a league that's growing and being as good as he can? So I'm very intrigued to do that, and it would be a huge loss. He's been a yeah. he's been a really really good coach for them the last two years, and what 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 an outstanding job. Yes, he's got good players, but you still got to put it together. Uh, question on the text line. Hey, Mido, can you ask Brad, where to now for the poor old Hawks? What needs to change? Cheers, the orange spud, sending that one through. Well, number one, that name is awesome. I love orange spud, right? So that is awesome. Uh, Look, there's a few things that need to change. The good news straight straight off the bat is they've re-signed Justin Robinson. This is the point guard that everyone was talking about is going to be outstanding, and he blew his knee out in the preseason and didn't play the whole season. They've already re-signed him for next year. Now, that to me says... They think they've got a really, really good guy. So number one, I love that. Tyler Harvey's coming back. Sam Froling's coming back. 
I think they'll pick up a guy like Davo, who's played really David Hickey. He's played a really good game. Dan Greeder is still growing. They've got the nucleus. The key for them now is to get that one or two extra imports. And then if they can pick up a, an, another big Australian or a marquee man, they'll be right there. They were so hampered with injuries this year. I felt really sorry for them. I never thought they'd make the playoffs. But they came out last night against New Zealand and played so well for a team that had nothing on the line. So you've got to give them credit. The owner's backing the team. There's money there for them. And I reckon next year you can see them getting better. Now, I saw uh, the Daily Telegraph reported this week an NBA scout reckons the NBL salary cap is holding it back. Uh, I mean, it's probably easy for someone from the States to come out considering the scale that they operate at. Yeah, I mean, you know, what's ours? I think our cap's one one point seven million. And there's one, there's his 170 million. So, yeah, I'm a bit surprised you'd say that. (laughs) But I guess with the league flying, um, I, the next TV deal will be crucial and hopefully that that salary cap can obviously increase as a result and we can uh, attract greater talent. You look at everything that's going on in sport, what is the only thing that's going to make salary cap go up and it's sponsorship and dollars and TV rights. That's pretty much what it comes down to. Larry Kelson and the NBL have done an outstanding job. Where the NBL is at now, I, you know, I've said it so many times, seven years ago we were on our knees and we had no league and now you've got this situation that we're in now. If that TV deal can get going, and let's be honest, I mean, the Sydney Kings, they had 14,000 a couple of weeks ago, 13,000 the other week. They've had five um, times in a row over 11,000. Perth are selling out. Adelaide selling out. Uh, It's going to be really interesting to see what happens. And the answer is yes, if they can get that big TV deal. As long as the teams are making money, the players will make money. That's the first thing. So let's get that money coming in, and then this league can go to the next level. Now, over in the NBA, Brad, I saw some uh, rumours that Paddy Mills could end up being traded. The trade deadline coming up, and he's sort of uh, been muscled out of the rotation there at the Brooklyn Nets, hasn't he? Although we were, with a couple of injuries the other day, he was superb. I think he had 21. Yep, trade him. The old, the old uh, Shaquille O'Neal, play me or trade me, is the theory that he used to use. I think it's a, such a shame. I mean, you know, you look on the back of... He came off a bronze medal game a year and a half ago, unbelievable, went to the Nets and was literally carrying that team because of the injuries and all the stuff going on with the, you know, the circus with Kyrie and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden he's just sitting and that's NBA for you. But there is so many teams in the NBA that could use a Paddy Mills. So if you can't use him, get him out of there, put him on a team that wants a championship. And I'm telling you, they will pick up a beauty he will be ready to go. Brad, where do you see LeBron at? Uh, Lake is mm. struggling. I know he's still able to perform and uh, certainly the best player in that team by, by a distance. But we've just seen Tom Brady announce his retirement. Is mm. LeBron close to that, do you reckon? Oh, Clarky, I would have said yes, but look at him. Yeah, I mean, he is just he? he's just a machine. He's unbelievable. Uh, you know, like someone oh. says to me, oh, he's got to be the best player in the world ever. You know, like, and I'm like, look, Michael Jordan is the greatest ever player, in my opinion, to play in basketball. There's no question. But I'd have to say to you that probably the most valuable person could be LeBron, what he does. Because he is just, I mean, he's about to break Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's for whatever, 38,000 points in the NBA, the leading all-time scorer in the NBA. I mean, that's amazing in itself. The guy's got four championships. He is carrying teams. He's an assist beast. He's, he, everything he does is unbelievable. Still not the greatest player ever, in my opinion, but, geez, he's done unbelievable. He deserves every accolade he gets. And for me, 
he'll be there for a few more years. He wants to play with his son, which is quite um, document, uh, documented that he wants to do that. And look at him. Who says that he can't go for another three years? Brad, thank you so much, mate. Have a great weekend. Go those things!